on today's episode, I want to take a closer look at one of my favorite semiconductor companies, AMD. I recently just got a comment asking me if I still see a growth story with this semiconductor giant. Uh, so I want to share my overall thoughts. To help me out is Billy. Good afternoon, Billy. How's it going? Good afternoon, Jose. Going well. So, so, Billy, I, I know you're not a shareholder of AMD, which I think it's great because we get to see both perspectives um, in this. Uh, I am very bullish in this company. Uh, so it's always great to have someone with an opposite, maybe not an opposite opinion, but maybe an, a different point of view. Um, so, Billy, kind of let me just start off with AMD. This has been a huge growth monster the past few years. We can see um, in, 20, in 2021, the company grew its revenue roughly 68% year over year. In 2022, the company grew its revenue another 44% year over year. I do want to say small caveat on 2022, the company did kind of do an acquisition of Silence. So some of that revenue growth was inorganic while the market was kind of seeing a bit of a downfall due to over inventory correction. Um, and, and now taking a closer look, uh, Billy, at this fiscal year of 2023, um, we can see with analyst expectations, they actually expect um, AMD to be down 3% year over year for this current uh, for this fiscal year of 2023 versus 2022. Uh, so we can definitely see at least for this year, the growth story is not the same. For AMD, and definitely a lot of investors are wondering, hey, does this company have any kind of way to grow uh, or are there any growth opportunities? Next, uh, uh, before I kind of get into your thoughts, Billy, just really quick, I do have a few more slides. But um, this final kind of chart that I have to the right is kind of analyst expectations for the next few years. So for the current fiscal year, they expect somewhere around 20, uh, $22 billion in $22.8 billion in revenue, which is going to be a 3% year over year decrease compared to last year. Uh, but we can see fast forward to next fiscal year. Analysts are expecting around $27.4 billion. That is probably closer to a 20% growth. Uh, fast forward into, um, into the next fiscal year after that, um, analysts are expecting roughly a $31.2 billion, which is another high-team double-digit growth. So um, it, it does seem like right now we are seeing a bit of a slowdown for AMD, but analysts right now are expecting at least some nice double-digit growths within the upcoming years. Um, any thoughts on any of these charts, Billy, or any of the growth that we might have been seeing or slowing down for AMD? Discover the world of semiconductors without getting lost in the technical jargon. My new membership offers a perfect balance for investors looking to understand this exciting market. Using my electrical engineering knowledge and experience, I will release weekly exclusive videos ranging from quick 5-minute 101s to in-depth analysis, covering not just popular chip stocks, but aiming to explore every public semiconductor. Plus, join a private community of like-minded investors. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Yeah, well, AMD had a lot of growth. Um, it was taking market share off a very low base from Intel and the PC sector boomed during COVID, and now the PC PCs are in their worst correction ever, I would say. And even data center processors are going through a period of softness. Um, 
which uh, is more mild, but happened later, but it's all happening at once. It's all basically the hangover coming off the pandemic. Um, so I wouldn't get too worried about continued declines from here. Um, I fully expect AMD to grow from these, from this new base, you could say. Um, the competitiveness of, of renewed Intel is a question, certainly, in both segments. Uh, AMD still has, I guess, the lead since they use Taiwan Semi, but Intel is vowed to catch up. Uh, and then there's the AI mega chip we discussed, I think, last month, uh, the MI300, but we won't, really won't be seeing revenues from that until 2024. So, uh, yeah, I think these the company can hit these analyst targets. Um, I, always, I have liked AMD as a company. I've just always thought the company was a little bit, ex the stock was a little expensive for me, uh, just compared to some of the other semi-cap stocks that I invest, chose to invest in instead. Uh, so I, nothing against the company at all. Um, it's going through some of the same headwinds that uh, some of my other holdings are going through. Uh, but when, when you have a higher multiple than that, it, it's a little bit more dubious. But uh, not particularly worried about the company being able to grow again. On I mean, Lisa Sue is still the CEO. She's been awesome. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily worry about that as long as she's continues to be at the helm. That, definitely, Billy. And I, you actually made two points here that uh, I'm actually going to talk about. The first one is how you talked about how they are turkey, taking that server market share from Intel. Uh, and they kind of originally started off with a more of a small market base. Um, originally, AMD pretty much had no real market share in this space. Um, and when they kind of released their server CPU, I believe it was maybe even a little closer to five years ago maybe six um amd was kind of barely take uh was barely a player i believe it it, it it barely had any market share here and analysts when they saw that they're like okay maybe amd might start to start uh may, may start to start grabbing market share maybe they might grab five percent ten percent and things started to grow from there billy uh, uh we saw amd um eventually start to get reach 20 percent of total market share uh now in the most recent quarter and recent kind of reviews we have seen that amd is closer to 30 percent of that market share um so so i have this pretty cool question billy from amd's most recent uh earnings call and one of the analysts was pretty much saying hey look um do you guys which i thought was a pretty weird question they say hey look um we analysts keep kind of putting these 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 projections of where you guys are capping out in market share um we thought 70 or 30 um 30 percent market share was going to be the cap for you guys where you guys keep 30 percent um but in, in intel keeps 70 percent and they they pretty much asked do you believe that hey can you reach a bigger market share from this and do you have any examples of maybe certain cloud server providers that might have more than 30 percent of your products within their clouding solutions. And Lisa Su obviously said, hey, depending on technological advancement, and as long as we continue to evolve and, and kind of produce great products, our market share is not theoretically capped. In theory, if they have the best product, in theory, they can go to 100% market share, right? That's theoretical if they have the best product. But obviously, that's not the case. They have the competitors place, but they don't have a cap on their product. 
The second thing that they mentioned is looking at it today, they mentioned that there are multiple customers who have deployed them in their data centers with more than 50% market share. Um, they didn't name any names, but I think that kind of just showcases how strong AMD's current product line is. Uh, if, if some of these big multiple customers are kind of having 50% of their market share, as time evolves, I do believe AMD can continue to grab that CPU space uh, from its competitors like Intel. Um, so I, I like like you mentioned, Billy. Maybe AMD might not be the same grower as it was before, um, but it definitely has the opportunity to continue to grab. And one of the best places to talk about is that server CPU market share. I do have one more slide, Billy, and you actually talked about it too. Um, their their GPU market. They have the upcoming MI three hundred, and like you mentioned, this is not expected to have any real kind of growth projection until they start ramping up in the quarter four of 2023 so still a few quarters from now but they already mentioned that they are seeing strong commitments um, for the mi300 and they're seeing like big cloud server providers already want to kind of deploy them into their pro into their data centers and one thing i want to remind investors is even though these products may come out in let's say quarter four of 2023 the process to really deploy them takes some time. Um, a cloud server provider might get an initial batch, maybe in quarter four or maybe quarter one. They start to test them out, see if they like it. Um, and if they do, then they start to get those full systems from other players. So the ramping up products for a lot of these AI CPUs, AI GPUs, and kind of these AI chips, it's a multiple quarter thing where it ramps up over time. So even though it might come out in one quarter, that true revenue expectations might not even come out till maybe a few quarters after that. And it does seem like for AMD, the GPU market is, is, is one that has numerous opportunities for them. Um, they do mention for the data center space, Billy, the GPU market is like less than 5% of their total revenue. Most of their revenue comes from the CPU market. Uh, so if the MI300 does some some greatness and yeah. shows some strong performance to price uh, ratios, then I do believe we can also see some growth here. Uh, Billy, I, I think that was it that I have. Any any thoughts on your end on the CPU side or the GPU side for, for AMD? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, again, they're just qualifying the MI300. Um, they say that they have commitments. I mean, customers would really love to have an alternative to NVIDIA, right? Because NVIDIA GPUs are going for huge prices right now. And you certainly don't want to have only one game in town when you're deploying uh, AI accelerators. So I think AMD definitely has a good opportunity to capitalize on that if they can make the MI300 good for some particular use cases, perhaps. Um, again, it's really behind. And then, you know, once it starts ramping, I guess end of 2024, we might see a new NVIDIA GPU chip for data center because that would be two years from the debut of the H100 uh, last fall, and usually they're on a two-year cadence with their new chips. So uh, still probably going to be behind NVIDIA, I would say. But given that customers would probably be eager to have an alternative um, and that Lisa Sue knows what she's doing, I'm pretty optimistic they'll be able to do something there in terms of AI growth eventually. 
Definitely, Billy. And I think just a quick, I, I, for me personally, I do believe like AMD still has that growth opportunity. I do believe it, earlier AMD five, six years ago, it had different challenges than it has now. Um, a few years ago, while it was kind of combating Intel, um, it was it was almost at a brink of bankruptcy. Um, the company also had obviously a huge a huge technological lag to certain um, competitors as well. Um, while I think the company has improved, there's also a lot of competition still in both the CPU and the GPU market. Intel's kind of turning things around. NVIDIA is still a big player in the GPU market. So while there are growth opportunities for AMD, I do believe just about like it was five years ago, it's not going to be an easy fight for them to kind of grow that market share in any of these places. But they kind of showcase that they if if push comes to shove, they're definitely uh, they're giving it their all. And we definitely see some nice growth opportunities for the company. Uh, so I think this is a great way to end this segment. Um, so take care and hope you all enjoy the episode.